Greetings, members of the OND Nation. This is John Patrick, the Master Control Program, with a pre-show bit of an apology. As of this recording, I have started a new job. And while that has not totally uh, stopped me from recording the podcast, uh, it has meant a significant decrease of my free time. So, we are still going to attempt to release the podcast on a semi-regular schedule. However, our releases will probably switch from Mondays to Fridays. So that will have us recording one Friday and give me a whole week to edit the podcast and then release it on the next Friday. So, don't think we're going to fade out. Just bear with us as we rearrange our schedule and continue to bring you all that old nerd drinking content. So without further ado, I give you episode number 15, Ramblin' Men. Greetings, programs and users. It is time once again for another episode of Old Nerds Drinking. I am John Patrick, the Master Control Program. Here with me again in studio is Rojan. Hey, greetings, everybody. What's up? It's been a little bit since I've been here. Yeah, yeah. Why uh, did you say it like, mm, yes, yes, yeah. nasty, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have no real content planned for this show. This is the first time we've ever actually sat down with not a real clear path in front of us. Well, uh, so 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 before we get into that, uh, we're gonna do the uh, what are we drinking? Now this is this is a special old nerds drinking because we're not drinking alcohol, but we're doing crazy pops. So uh, I don't know what the fuck this is. So Rojan brought me back from uh, Jungle Gym some Iron Brew. Which is apparently some crazy... Uh... I don't know how to describe it. Now, if we have listeners that are listening over in the UK, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's this... I was told that it outsells Coca-Cola over in, like, Scotland or something like that, but I don't know how true that is. It has a very unique taste. It's supposed to be a ginger ale, but it is unlike any ginger ale I've ever had before. It's a, it's a uh, orange... It looks like orange soda. We say pop up here in Michigan if you're not listening from Michigan, but... Um, and there is this store called Jungle Gems down at the southern end of Ohio. This store is amazing. It is like if you were to take Disney's It's a Small World and make a grocery store out of it, that would somewhat describe what this place is. I cannot wait to take you to this place. I, um, I am looking forward to going. It is massive. They've got every damn thing in the world there. And they have a section in the back of the store. They have sections of a store that are built around different items of food that you would buy. Like you can go to the the Mexican section. And they'll, of course, be Mexican food. You can go to the Japanese section. There'll be all kinds of Japanese food. They have a section in the back that is the UK section. Um, I, I kind of want to describe it, but I don't want to describe it because I don't want to ruin it for you. So I'll, I'll do a, a shitty job of describing it. It's a big section. I don't know. It's about five half aisles, grocery store aisles big. And on top of it, there is this giant tree and then there um, that you can go up and look up inside of. And there is a Robin Hood and Maid Marian animatronic things going on like over your head as you're shopping. Um, this guy that owns the place is very eccentric. He will go and buy out like if a Chuck E. Cheese goes out of business, he'll go buy all of their animatronic shit, all of their stuff. Um, an amusement park went out of business in Ohio and then he bought their monorails. So when you go to the main store, there is a monorail that just goes to the back of the parking lot of this place and stops and goes back again. And it's all done up with snakes and jungle stuff like that. But it's a monorail that essentially goes nowhere. It just goes to the back of this big parking lot and to the front of the store and then back again. And that's it. Like you could probably walk the distance. It's only a couple of blocks, maybe. 
but it's just an insane, crazy grocery store. So I make this pilgrimage down there at least once a year if I can. I did it last year before on the way back from Bike Week in Daytona, right before COVID hit. And then this year I was down there working um, a side job. So of course I had to go to Jungle Gyms and I had to get my case of Iron Brew, which is spelt I-R-N-B-R-U. So I'm going to have you taste it first and tell me what you think. Do not expect it to be an orange-flavored pop. I'm not really <laughs> sure how to describe how it tastes. It's very good, though. And then I'm going to drink whatever the hell this... So so this is uh, San Pellegrino, okay. uh, which they... they uh, it's Italian. Uh, they import uh, carbonated water, but they also do a, like, fruit-flavored carbonated water. Yeah. So this is San Pellegrino Lemon Menta, which is lemon and mint. Soda. I feel very hipster drinking this. Oh, so dude, um, it, it's it's almost a cocktail in a glass. Like you add vodka to this, and it's like the perfect summer cocktail. All right. Um, mm. it 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 would be if it was lime and very mint, strong minty smell. Yeah, if it was lime and mint, it would essentially be a mojito. Now I do drink a lot of the like um like uh the. LaCroix or LaCroix, whatever the hell they're called, waters. LaCroix. LaCroix. I drink LaCroix waters and stuff. Me and you are drinkers of the carbonated sparkling waters. Mm -hmm. So everything about me tells me that I should at least think this is okay. So who is going to go first? You can drink that one first? Or yeah, I'll, gonna... I'll, I'll, I'll drink mine. So I'm, I'm sniffing it. it. It smells sweet. It is sweet. It yeah. is very sweet. It doesn't taste like ginger ale, Werner's ginger ale. Or Schweppes or Seagram's or anything like that. Get a little on the palate. You're, you're right. It, it is. Now, do you like it? Let's start. Do you like the flavor of it? It's interesting. It, it, you know. Describe it because I can't. People, it's got like a bubble gum. I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, there's a little bit of a bubble gum, but you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of an orange popsicle. It doesn't really taste like orange no, the it fruit. It's weird. It tastes like orange the color, and that's what this is. <laughs> How? Do, wait a minute. It tastes like orange the color. That's like saying that purple, it tastes like purple the color, not grape. That's it, what you're saying. Yeah, it totally does. It tastes like 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 those old, um, the freezy pops that come in the plastic, and it's liquid, and you freeze them. Yeah. And but those aren't still ain't bad. Yeah. So it tastes kind of like that, with like just the tiniest little kind of hint of ginger yeah i don't know how to describe it but the commercials for it if you youtube the commercials the commercials are hysterical and apparently that stuff is really hard to find in the united states there's a place in michigan that sells it but it's way on the other side of town and it's like five dollars for a bottle of it or something oh, forget that so i'll just drive down to southern ohio which is about a good to get there is about a good four hour drive and i'll buy a case of this stuff whenever i'm down there because it, it is sweet they do have a diet version but i can't find that version in america so now i'm going to try this the San Paul Grino Grino San San Pellegrino San Pellegrino San so. Pellegrino with a Russian red star on it. No, it's not so, a Russian red star. I know, but it reminds me of Russian red star. It does. All right, I'm gonna try this stuff now. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, um, oh wow, oh. That's not good. <laughs> it's really, uh, man, see, well, I, I love it. It's like my new favorite it's like, thing. It's like it's like the WWF of, of lemon wrestling matches is going on in your mouth. And then, like, the guy that comes running out with the chair, that's the mint leaf that comes running out with the chair and then, like, smacks you across the head. 
it, it's, and it's the pan galactic gargle, gargle blaster. It would be good with alcohol, and it would be good tamed down. It would. It needs to be. See the yeah. The mint is pretty powerful. It needs a little everything more. Everything is pretty powerful. Everything is well, pretty. Yeah, that that's yeah. the San Pellegrino way. Uh, um, but I don't know if I like this. I don't know. I I'm I'm really perplexed here. I don't. Um, it's not it's not something that I would that I would seek out and find. I wouldn't mm-hmm. drive four hours to southern Ohio to buy some of this. No, no. I've tried it. I'm not gonna be the little kid that says, No, I don't like like it. I have tried it. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna have yeah, that, that response to Yeah, this. that's that's because it because it's the pop episode. What what alcohol would enhance this? So I would say either a clear rum or a silver tequila. I don't think a vodka would be good with this. I really think it needs either like a a uh, Captain Morgan Silver or... I don't know. You do have these alcohols though, correct? Oh, we do. We should probably do a live on the air experiment and, and actually mix some alcohol with this shit to see... And we could do it with the Iron Brew too. What would alcohol would complement Iron Brew? Oh, Iron Brew. We should hmm. just pause the show and come back. Mix some shit and come back and try it that way. I'm going to take one more sip of this stuff without any kind of alcohol in it. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, wow. Man, it just like fucks your mouth right up. Like it takes no shit. It's like I am Lemon and I'm here to kick your ass. And this is my buddy Mint and he's going to mop up after me. And Mint's like, what's up, dude? You know? Mm. And, And right now my taste buds are like, what the fuck, dude? I'm sorry, man. I just looked at her. I didn't grab her ass or nothing, dude. And Lemon's like, no, dude. No, I'm not cool with this shit, you know? All right. Please stand by. One cocktail uh, jamboree later. (laughs) So uh, now we are drinking. I have... uh, what I am going to call the Iron Cherry. The Iron Cherry. So I I'm... dated a girl like that in high school. I'm glad I said that before you drank it. <laughs> uh... What did you make me? What is what is this? So uh, what you have, I am calling the... Uh, the, the French s- Mule? Nope, it's a summer tea. So that is an ounce of sweet tea simple syrup. Okay. Maybe like half an ounce of pure lemon juice to kind of just bring out the lemon. Oh, bring out more lemon. Bring out because more. Because the lemon already has right. a pile drive my fucking tongue. Go ahead. Uh, but an ounce and a half of bourbon. Okay. So the bourbon, I'm hoping, will mellow all the flavors um, and just give it kind of like that summer iced tea feel with okay. with the sweet tea. Are we going to drink these at the same time? Yep. Uh, well, hold on. So for mine... <laughs> yeah. So So for mine... This is the Iron Brow, Iron Brew, Iron Brow, mm-hmm. um, with a half an ounce of grenadine and half an ounce of um, Traverse City Brewery's cherry bourbon. Really looking to get Wilford Brimley in here to tell you diabetes in your ear, aren't you? Diabetes. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. The mint is still like... Mint. Yeah, the mint is still like high. I'm mint. The lemon is still high. I'm lemon. Mm-hmm. It is more palatable because there's more behind it to accentuate. There's more notes behind it to accentuate it a little bit better. Um, I dig it. It's okay. You know, it's it's a good whipped up on the spot drink, and yeah. it's not bad. It's okay. 
Um, I don't know if I'd drink it again, but I mean, it's 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 palatable. It's not like you know, I don't I don't feel like my penis is going to fall off from drinking it. You know, so. after I've tasted this, I kind of think I've got some that you shouldn't have done it. <laughs> no, I've got some Icelandic vodka upstairs, and I think this. I think the grenadine was the right way. I don't think the cherry bourbon was the right way. Mm -hmm. um, I think I should have leaned into the, like, bubblegummy flavor. Mm -hmm. And this definitely would have been, like, a good little kind of, like, sweet lollipop drink. Mm -hmm. So I would have just, in hindsight, maybe gone uh, a half an ounce of grenadine, ounce and a half of that vodka, and then bring this in. Mm-hmm. It's decent. I yeah. like it. And, I, and if I had ha if I had like some ginger bitters, I think that would have really kind of helped bring out the ginger of the pop. What I really like is that the San Pelo Gringo Lemon Mente, whatever the hell it's called, has a little foil thing on the top of the can. Like when you grab those little pudding cups out of the refrigerator and you got to peel that foil back off the top of it. I, or... I can't believe you've never had San Pellegrino. I've seen it, but it's just kind of like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. It's just not... Like Perrier or Perrier water or whatever, I can't drink that stuff either. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Um, but I, I did it. I tried it. I don't regret it. It's yeah. not, you know, it's it's good. This reminds me, though, because um, we were talking about the Iron Brow, there was something I wanted to bring up from the bin of um. um and on my de or in my files for the podcast, I have a folder that is just labeled the bin of um for mm -hmm. when we we're stuck and we can't figure something. So there's all these kinds of weird news articles and everything in there. And you do listen to my show on occasion, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, and it was the story of the time Pepsi had the sixth largest Navy in the oh, world. Yeah, You started telling me about this. So, so the story, uh, let's set the way back machine to, <laughs> Uh, 1959. So President uh, Dwight Eisenhower wanted to bring our American culture uh, to citizens of the Soviet Union and show them the benefits of capitalism. Because, you know, yay capitalism! To showcase their ideologies, the American government arranged the American National Exhibition in Moscow and sent then-Vice President Richard Nixon to attend the opening. Because nothing says the goodwill of America like Richard Nixon. <laughs> uh, but apparently then things were about to take a turn for the worst. Nixon and Soviet leader Khrushchev got into an argument over the topic of capitalism versus communism. Their conversation got so heated that the vice president of Pepsi intervened and offered the Soviet leader a cup of his delicious sugary beverage. And he drank it. Years later, the people of the Soviet Union wanted to strike a deal that would bring Pepsi products to the country permanently. However, there was an issue of how they would pay for the newest beverage as their money wasn't accepted in the United States. So, in the 1980s, Russia's initial agreement to serve Pepsi in the uh, USSR was about to expire, but this time... They originally had uh, traded vodka, and this time vodka wasn't going to be enough to cover the cost. So the Russian so they traded vodka for Pepsi. Yeah. That is like the most Russian thing you could do. Yeah. That would be like Canada saying, we can't afford to buy your Pepsi, but we will give you a lot of Tim Hortons. So the Russians 
in their desperation, traded Pepsi a fleet of 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, and a destroyer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that Pepsi-Cola had fucking submarines. 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, and a destroyer. Uh, and then Pepsi sold that for scrap to the tune of about $3 billion. What? <sighs> the, the historical exchange caused Pepsi to become the sixth most powerful navy in the world. How do you slice up a fleet of military... I mean, wouldn't you want to keep a submarine or a boat around just... Well, you yeah, paint it like Pepsi colors or something. I, I, I don't know. Well, you would. I would. Pepsi probably wants to get paid. Man, I don't know, man. I mean, I would definitely keep one of each. Oh, just just because you're Pepsi and you could like advertising opportunity. You know, okay. you just have it pulling to ports a call. I was gonna say you, you rig up the cannons to just spew out Pepsi. I don't know about that, but. Oh man, there's got to be something cool you can do marketing-wise with a that. That's the difference. Like nowadays, well, that this probably wouldn't happen nowadays, but you'd have to think like, could Pepsi get into theoretically become small arms dealers for the I, world? I was gonna say, you could know? they become a uh, PMCs, private military contractors? Yeah, that, I mean, can you imagine like Pepsi Cola like busting in your door to rescue you with special militarized like Pepsi Commandos and shit? No, I no, mean, no. Could you imagine the commercial? of pepsi with uh the village people singing in the navy on the pepsi ships as part of a recruitment drive you went into a direction that i completely was not expecting you to go and i don't have an answer for that because i'm visualizing it in my head as you describe it oh yeah yeah, and yeah. it looks every bit as fucked up as what you're saying right now oh yeah so, so, so you gotta remember the 80s so this is like 10 years past their prime village people all dancing around on blue Pepsi Navy ships, singing in the Navy, trying to recruit uh, American citizens to work in the Pepsi Navy. Oh, man. Anyways, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with it. I mean, just, I don't know, man. I mean, just, I mean, it would be fucking cool to have a submarine, Dude, wouldn't it? Dude, but could you imagine, you know? could you imagine how much more interesting the Cola Wars would have been if Pepsi had a Navy? No shit. No shit. That could have been a real legitimate war. Like, Pepsi just pulls up to, like, some seaside Coca-Cola plant. I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I would at least... I mean, that that is the cyberpunk future that we are all... Well, th that I am, am wholeheartedly endorsing. Yeah, but the problem is, is, like, if there was, like... If there was a destroyer and a carrier, you just know that they'd be turned into low-budget housing in the cyberpunk future. They'd be turned into, like... Like homes or something like that. I don't know, man. I mean, well, that that was uh, in Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash. The raft yeah. was uh, built on a, a like just amalgamation of ship or of like independent boats around uh, one of the U.S. aircraft carriers. So let's jump into to completely change topic because me and you just got well. It's it's been a few weeks now, but Falcon and Winter Soldier's over with. We were going to talk about that, but before we do, here is a list of the upcoming Marvel TV shows that are streaming on Disney Plus that are going to be. You've got the Loki show coming up here, which basically less more than, or less. I was going to say like three weeks, something I think. like that. Yeah, which has already been renewed for a season two. It hasn't even debuted yet, and they're already giving it a season two. So, in that point, you can't really say it's renewed for a season two. It's greenlit for a season, season two. two. Yeah, well, they're already, they've already, the deals, the ink's already been drawn and stuff, and they're doing it. So, which makes me wonder because Wanda and Falcon were both very good shows. 
Now, we know what's going to happen with Falcon because we know that Captain America 4 has already been announced. That was the mysterious, elusive Marvel film that they said, a film is coming, we're not going to announce what it is. So we now know that that was what it was. So the Loki show is coming. The What If show, I'm not really... I'm going to watch it, of course, but I'm not super enthralled with it. The only thing that's cool about it is the original actress have come back to voice the characters. Oh, yeah. That they're going to have in the show. So uh, I Yeah, I am all about the What If. Like, What If was one of my favorite Marvel comic books. See, I don't really care about it as much because... Like, these stories aren't going to go any, but I'm still going to watch it. Oh, dude, I have uh, one of the, like, really early Marvel What If trade paperbacks. Uh, like, one of my absolute favorite ones was <laughs> the face Rogan just made. I know, I'm sorry. I just took a drink of the drink, and it just it just, it just makes your face, like, say, it's just like, no, I, I control your face now, bitch. And it's like, it's super sour, and your face just goes, yeah. It's like when you, it's like when you've never had a Sour Patch Kid before. And you're like, ah, fuck it. You throw like six of them in your mouth, and your mouth just recoils in horror. That's kind of what just happened. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, one one of the very early Marvel what ifs that is my favorite is the what if the Marvel bullpen was the Fantastic Four. Yeah. See, I'm, I never I never read those when I was a kid at the comic book store. But then again, I'm the guy that would read Alpha Flight, Alpha Flight, and Power Pack. So, anyways, what if I I really don't I'll watch it, but I really don't care a whole lot about it. But I will the, watch. The it. only th- the only thing I'm not gonna care about if what if is, uh, I know one of the episodes of what if is gonna be the Marvel Zombies, and I fucking hate the Marvel Zombies. I never even read it or got into uh, it. Like just so. it, it was it was the late '90s when fucking zombies were everything after mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, and yeah. just like oh we're gonna make Marvel Zombies, the whole Marvel universe is zombies, yeah. and it's just like. There is nothing interesting. Yeah, about same thing. This. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, this has been done enough. Uh, Hawkeye, that show I'm looking forward to, <laughs> um, to see what happens um, and what they're going to do and everything. Plus, he was one of those characters. He was like, like Falcon. He really didn't have his real shining moment. Like they could have done a lot more with Hawkeye, but they really didn't until up to the very end. Right. You know, I was like, okay, now we need to bring Hawkeye in. So I'm actually very curious about that show, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. I, again, I don't know. It's one of those shows that I'm not super looking forward to, but shit, it's there. I'm already paying for Disney+. Plus. It's like Star Wars. Anything that they put out, I'm going to watch. I may not like it, but I'm going to watch it. So, Miss Marvel. Uh, Moon Knight. Very much looking forward to Moon Knight. Moon Knight was kind of Marvel's answer to Batman, for lack of a better term, but he wasn't, but he was. Well, Marvel's answer to Batman was Iron Man. Like, like let's, yeah. not, let's not pussyfoot around it. Um, Marvel, yeah, yeah, rich guy with a suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they tick off exactly all the same boxes, except Tony Stark was not quite as brooding. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight, yeah, Moon, I liked Moon Knight, but I can't, I can't really categorize Moon Knight. He was a weird comic book. He was one of those like he would, he never, he had like a series for a while, then it went away. Then he popped back in a different series. He was one of those more like off the wall street level characters. Yeah, he and see, I love the street level Marvel, like especially with kind of like the supernatural ones. So like Cloak and Dagger, yeah, uh, yeah, Cloak and Dagger, Night Stalker's Detective Agency, the Spirits of Vengeance, which yeah. was the two or the two Ghost Riders. Apparently, that's coming. That's in the works. I. More than anything else, I want a Keanu Reeves Johnny Blaze. Like, oh. like it, they—they're all talking about Keanu Reeves is being tra- tapped to do something in the Marvel universe. Well, he's doing something in the Star Wars universe too. Yeah, like Keanu Reeves needs to be Johnny Blaze. Like of any other superhero in the Marvel continuity, 
like especially after seeing his performance as Johnny Silverhand in Cyberpunk, like just kind of as that dirtbag. He's getting a little long in teeth now for that. Exactly. Um, you have to remember original. But ghost... he does ride motorcycles. He builds his own. He's got yeah. a really cool motorcycle company that builds really cool motorcycles. Yeah. Um, you got to remember that uh, like Johnny Blaze was like pushing his knocking on his forties. Uh, yeah. So it's super easy for Keanu Reeves to do a Johnny Blaze. The problem is, is Marvel's going to want to get as much longevity out of these characters as they can, which is one of the reasons why, you know, Downey was kind of the same thing with Wolverine. They were getting so old in those characters that they really, how much longer can they do them? For, oh, my you know? God. So Hugh Jackman shared a picture on Instagram. He's like, you don't really look 50 until somebody takes a picture of you napping. Mm-hmm. And it's him passed out in a lawn chair. And yeah, he looks every bit as much as 50 yeah it's like wow hugh jackman does look kind of old in that picture but the thing is if he came back i would still watch him as wolverine oh my i I, I would the the dream let's be real the dream is to have deadpool yeah the dream is deadpool 3 is is hugh jackman wolverine yes that is the dream but i don't we're never gonna get that now there is talk now apparently and i'll get back to this but apparently there is talk now that marvel is in the process and this hasn't been confirmed yet that they're in the process of they are actually going to make a hulk movie now and if they were to stay true to the comic books because wolverine debuted in the hulk mm-hmm. that was their big that was the big battle you know that they had or whatever and that it, i could totally see them doing that i could totally see them introducing wolverine in the hulk to pay tribute to the comic because marvel does do that and uh, disney does do that no um so what's going to have to happen is there is going to have to be some like meta story arc level event to herald in the the coming of the mutants. There is. Like like They've made it, no secret about that. It's not going to be, hey, there's an X-Men movie and now all of a sudden there's mutants. It's like no. It's gonna be a build up they like, are. They're like calling it it's called the mutants. I don't know if it's gonna be a Disney Plus show or if it's going to be a, a movie, but Marvel does have something slated called The Mutants Coming. You can look it up and see what yeah. it is. Well and it's like when They've they confirmed it. So uh, at their shareholders meeting, I think it was their shareholder when they dropped the teaser of like when all the new Marvel movies that are coming mm-hmm. and like that gave the release date for Thor Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. Guardians Three, um but the the like very last image of that video was Marvel Phase Four and it was 100% the Fantastic Four logo oh, yeah. for four. They've made no secret that the Fantastic Four is coming. You could, yeah. you, you could see signs of it in WandaVision. There was things in the background, like the, the rocket ships in the background and stuff like that, the stuff that they were building, because they're, they're moving towards the sword thing. It's not less, it's not S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore, it's sword. But anyways, um, She-Hulk is coming. Another show that I'm not really super stoked about, but I'll watch it. It doesn't, you know, uh, She-Hulk... From what I remember of She-Hulk, she was this green chick that was in the Fantastic Four that was Bruce Banner's cousin. They have confirmed that Bruce Banner will be in it, that the Hulk will be in She-Hulk, because that's how she gets her powers, through a blood transfusion. Right, she she get she gets a blood transfusion mm-hmm. from the Hulk. Um, but the thing was, when she came onto the scene, um, that was still Hulk was Hulk smash, not smart Hulk. Mm-hmm. And the difference was she was She-Hulk and she still had all of her personality and her intelligence. Yeah. Because she was a lawyer. Yeah, because when the thing quit the Fantastic Four, she stepped in as like the brute powerhouse. Now, there's another thing about She-Hulk. She-Hulk is the only other Marvel character... 
to know that she exists in a comic book. She can break the fourth wall the same way that Deadpool can. I never fact, knew that. Yes. That's how little I cared about. I was like, yeah, She-Hulk character, whatever. Uh, apparently, she was like one of Stan Lee's favorite characters, and he just started writing that she could break the fourth wall. Okay, whatever. So, um, so yeah. Apparently, um, there's also strong rumor, and there's been set photos of Matt Murdock being on set. Because Matt Murdock is an attorney as well, so it makes sense that he would be there. Well, I, I had, I had thought that he was, he was going to be Peter Parker's lawyer in that's Spider-Man. The other thing that's out there. They, yeah. they haven't confirmed that yet, but there's also been Pavarazzi photos that get pulled down a second they get dropped. So that's so Matt Murdock, which I'm glad. I'm really happy that we're getting that Daredevil back. Right, right. Yeah, apparently they're going to change the storyline. They're bringing the same that and the Punisher as well. Um, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, Secret Invasion, Samuel L. Jackson. Very much looking forward to Samuel L. Jackson having his own series. Oh, I fucking hate the Secret Invasion. Oh my god, I hate the Secret Invasion storyline. I hate the Secret Wars, I hate the Secret Invasion, and it's like one of Marvel's, like, every couple of years, hey, it's a new Secret Invasion! It's like, oh my god, we're you know doing what? this again. You know what? I'll give it a shot. Because Samuel L. Jackson's in it, and we need more Samuel L. Jackson in the Marvel Universe. Well, if we, we need more Nick Fury. I'm completely fine with it. I'll see where it goes. I'm okay well, with and, it. And first of all, like, what the hell is going to happen? Because the whole plot of the Secret Invasion is the Skrulls. And we, like... The scrolls are the good guys now? No. They've established that. They said it she's like our, there was a little girl talking to, to the and, and the and the Captain Marvel movie. She goes, So are you guys good guys or bad guys? He's like, We're like everybody else. We're good and bad. There's good scrolls and bad scrolls. So that that clears them right there. Just because it doesn't state that all scrolls are good or evil or whatever. They could have I mean, think about it. You have this army you have these people that can shape change and become whoever they want to. They can infiltrate any society that they wanted to. So that, like let's see where it goes. That's all I'm saying. Let's give it a shot. You know, I'm not because it's I mean, come on, we're gonna get Samuel O. Jackson back. The only thing that's gonna be missing is him saying motherfucker, you know? So I'm I'm completely fine with it. Ironheart's coming. Ironheart was something that came after my time. Um, I know what Ironheart is. Ironheart was the girl who became the new Iron Man. She right. took over. I think what they're doing here, what's going on in the background, this is purely my speculation, of course, because you have in the Hawkeye show where he's going to be passing the training. Yeah, the they're, they're, they're setting up Young Avengers. They are, yes. Um, I absolutely believe that. Because Ironheart, she was in the Young yeah, Avengers. Yeah, she was in the Young Avengers. Um, Hawkeye's daughter, or whoever's taking over the Hawkeye, was. I thought it was his daughter. Not in this one. This one, it's... Um, it's some girl, apparently it's not his daughter, but it's some girl, and it goes into, it's going to do for Hawkeye what Falcon did for, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier did for Falcon. It's going to go more into Hawkeye's background, why he's good with the bow, and why he is the mm. way he is, and why he became Ronan, because Ronan's supposed to be on it, and it's also supposed to, I don't know if this is going to, now this is where I'm starting to get myself confused, and I'm probably somebody hearing this is going to correct me, and you probably are right. I don't know if it's going to be in the next Black Widow movie or in Hawkeye where they actually give, they give uh, Black Widow her funeral because she was shortchanged out of a funeral. We had Iron Man's funeral, but that was it. Yeah, yeah. So we never had anything more. Um, so, again, I, I don't know much about Ironheart, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, Armor Wars, Don Cheadle. Um, Hells yeah. I'm curious. I don't know. Again, um, I'm willing to give it a shot and see what happens. It would be cool to see... Um, 
more of that story because now the technology is out there everywhere and people yeah. have got it and so forth. So we'll see where that goes. And then there, apparently there is an I Am Groot cartoon coming or something along those lines. Uh, it's developing a series of shorts featuring new and unusual characters uh, anchored by Baby Groot himself. James Gunn will executive produce I Am Groot. I don't know if this is going to be a cartoon. I don't know. I... I, okay, sure. Let's give the kids a show. Here, there's Baby Groot, because he's not really Baby Groot anymore. Yeah, um, he's adolescent Groot. Apparently there is an untitled Wakanda series coming along the way, too. So, oh, God, yeah. So that's you know pretty much where we're at, which leads us to, um, I guess we should go into the conversation about Falcon and Winter Soldier, because we never really talked about the entire show as, oh, as okay. a complete so, so, I am overly disappointed with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Really? Why so? So, it was very clear, and this is this is out there, that it was originally supposed to be, I think, ten episodes? Mm-hmm. Or eight. And what happened was, Go there ahead. was... Well, there originally the plot revolved around a virus outbreak... Um, very much like COVID. Yes. That they very briefly made a real quick reference to it, and then it was done. Yeah. Uh, so they completely rewrote the show to edit that out. They did reshoots and change everything around, and it is so clear that something is missing from that show, and it's just like... It, it, it feels like the stakes are higher than they should be because it feels like there's parts of the story missing. Well, it was like that for WandaVision, too. You know, they yeah. revealed last week how much stuff they actually edited out to make WandaVision the way it was. Yeah, so, so. I am... It's it's like, it seemed like it was this big buildup, but then you're like, well, okay, so they're willing to like start this war and kill people over relocation? And it's not that, oh, by the way, there was a virus and, you know, poor people were dying and nobody was doing anything. I get where you're coming from. And under any other situation, I probably would have been agreeing with you. But with everything that just went on in the world and everything that happened, I will give them a pass on this. Because see, and I think it's I think it's more important because it would have been topical. It would have been something that connected everybody, and I think it would have had a better, like a bigger impact with the audience because it's 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 something we all experienced. It was something we all. I get that, but you also have a situation where you have with the virus being the way that it is, and in today's political climate and things going on the way they are. Disney's not going to take well, yeah, a Dis- risk Disney, on that. Disney's not going to rock the boat. They're going to play yeah. the safe money. And, then they, and I understand why they did. And I get what you're saying because the, the, there was a lot of people that pointed that out because they made the reference to uh, the one chick, the bad guy chick, her, her mother was dying of this. And there was another point in there where they're going and getting supplies. And, they, and Bucky yeah. actually says they're just getting vaccines. you know. And that was it. It was kind of just left at that. Right. And again, because of what's going on, I give them a pass on this. It was like, how do you take... It's kind of like... Here's this, here's this show, we're right in the middle of making it, oh crap, this virus comes along and fucks up the entire world. And what are we going to do? Well, we have to do this and change that, we still have to get this thing done, let's get this going and let's, let's make it happen. Now, only because of what happened and what's been happening in the world. And I, in my opinion, I think they did a good job of salvaging what they could the best that they could. This virus fucked everything up. And these shows were already in production and going when this stuff happened and it got bad. So... Um. 
like I said, I'll I'll give Disney, I'll give Disney a break on this because it was just a huge thing. I mean, what do you, what do you want them to do? You know, but um, so yeah, I mean, overall though, you were disappointed in the series. I liked it. I didn't think it was bad. Um, it was a totally different kind of series than WandaVision was. But like right off of the bat, like when when Falcon and Winter Soldier opens, like that first thing where he's being chased on by the helicopter and the special effects, it was like they didn't spend they they didn't skimp a dime on these shows. They made these shows as if they were movies. My only real gripe with it is the villains were kind of weak. Yes, they were super soldiers, and that's probably how they cut cost. It was like, what are we gonna like super soldiers? Sure, we can make these people look like super soldiers. We can here's them lifting up these big heavy objects and flipping over cars and doing all this stuff because those special effects aren't that hard to pull off. Right. They didn't have to pay for crazy costumes for them. Um, you know, so that was where the that was my only real complaint about the show was the villains were kind of weak. Now, okay, well, 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 okay, I know we're going with this. Baron Zemo is the exception to that rule. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know if he's the villain in this. I don't either. I really don't. But that's one of the things I really liked about but, this but show. I, I first off, I would like to give a shout out to Wyatt Russell, uh, the actor who portrayed John Walker, for being the biggest douche in the Marvel universe. I'll agree um, with that, but... And I totally didn't know he was Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. Oh, I knew that. I didn't. Yeah, I knew that going into it. That was that was one of those big... De- we probably like, handled it. They first showed him with the cowl on his face, and he looked like the guy from Up. <laughs> that was it. I mean, that was like, all right, whatever. Uh, but he played that part really I, I, oh well. Oh, my God, and the memes. All the memes. All the memes. All of them. It's like, we have Captain America at home. The Captain America you have at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, um, but he was a good actor. He played that part yeah, really, really well. Yeah. And he was somebody that you really, like, he's a douche, but you understood why he was a douche. He wasn't the person clearly for the mantle, you know, and they chose him and he wasn't, he just didn't have Well, the, Well, that's the thing. It was Steve Rogers wasn't who the army picked to be Captain America. Mm-hmm. Steve Rogers was who uh, the doctor picked. John Walker was who the army picked to be Captain America. Because they wanted to have something that they could control. It's not about they wanted somebody they could control. They picked somebody who the army thought would be, this guy exemplifies everything that is good about the army, mm-hmm. not everything that is good about America. It, and the whole part was that a soldier is not Captain America. Mm-hmm. Captain America is something above a soldier. He is a higher ideal than a soldier. And predictably, it didn't go well. Yeah, but he still, he became the U.S. agent, which was fine. I mean, right. he's like, yeah, the costume's the same. She goes, yeah, it's black and red now. It's not red, white, and blue anymore or what yeah. have you. So, you know, but again, like, I mean, lots of people have worn the mantle of Captain America, which the show did a good job also of, they, they, like like the other guy, the guy that was in Vietnam, the black guy. Um, yeah. Um. What the heck was his name? Isaiah Tom. Isaiah, Tom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, I think. But, uh, so they did a good, that was really cool that they went back and did that to kind of, like, smooth the, the series over to get to where it ended up being at the end. Um, I don't know if I'm happy with the Falcon being Captain America and not Bucky. Um, but, I'm again, I'm willing to go. I, I'm on the journey now, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm not all like, Ugh. But it was cool to see the backstory of Bucky and more of where Falcon came from, and more of you know more about Bucky, and to really flesh those characters out. I think I think the best thing, the absolute best thing that came out of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the one-hour video that uh, 
Marvel Studios put out of, of him dancing, yeah, Baron Zemo of, just dancing, of Zemo doing the dance, yeah, of Zemo the, doing the dance, the native dance of the Caucasian people. I do think that the Zemo is probably my main, one of my favorite characters to come out of that show because it's like you said, he wasn't necessarily a villain. He wasn't doing, he wasn't like this evil nefarious guy. He had reasons for why he was doing what he did. Like the part where he just walks in with the gun and just blows her away, like no hesitation. Like like the, that was it. That was his. That was his mission. Like when he was doing what he was doing. He yep. was on point, and he wasn't doing it to like try to rule the world or whatever. Yeah, he's just like super shouldn't exist, and this is why because you destroyed my country, you killed my now, wife and my family. So yeah, the flag smashers actually died at the end of it, and that it was implied that Baron Zemo had something to do with that. Well, yeah, because it was his manservant dude sitting in the car holding the detonator. Now here is the thing where you're actually right in what you're saying, though, to a certain extent. Because Julia Louise Dreyfus's character implies that, because she said she said had, may have had something to do with that, and in mm. the cell, Zemo's sitting there and it blows up. So that also implies that Zemo had something to do with the back of that truck blowing up. So he yeah, yes. left. He left Winter Soldier. I mean, not Winter Soldier, but um, U.S. Agent alive. Right. So that still goes against his idea of super soldiers. Well, yeah, exist. they don't explicitly say who Julia Louise Dreyfus works for. No, they don't ever. But they imply that she said, "Yeah, I might have had something to do with that." So there's kind of this vague connection there. So what 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 I think is actually happening is because um, um, U.S. Agent was part of Thunderbolt Ross's team. And Thunderbolt Ross got all of his people off of the island, which mm. is where Zemo is at. So Zemo is going to be like the mastermind leader of this team, in my theory. It's going to be like a Suicide Squad kind of thing. Well, that, that's comic yeah. Book. I was going to say that's what the Thunderbolts were. Yeah. But um, on the whole, I I enjoyed the show. I really liked it. I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to Loki to see what they're going to do. Loki, I think, is only supposed to be six or eight episodes long. It's not supposed to be as long yeah. of a show. Well, I mean, Wanda was nine. Falcon and Winter Soldier were sick. So so here's a question I'm going to pose for you. We've seen previews of Loki. Mm-hmm. And we've seen WandaVision and we've seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Of the three of them, which do you think has the highest production budget? I'm going to say Loki does. I was thinking that too. Because like, some of the, the crazy sets they're showing, yeah. it seems like, yeah, they, they, they've... I'm going to say Loki does. Um... This also could be why it's going to be as not as many of an episode series. But mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, again, they've green-lighted a season two of it. So I don't think they're going to... That's probably the reason why I don't think they've greenlit WandaVision and Falcon, though. Because, because those those were self-contained stories. Well, they were, but also WandaVision, Wanda's going to be going off into the Doctor Strange and the Spider-Man thing. That right. She's continuing those stories because that's supposed to be what she does, apparently, is what affects Spider-Man 3, which brings Doctor Strange in. And Falcon, well, we already know that he is now Captain America, and he's getting Captain America 4. So there's not much of a need to do that. Now, Bucky could, in theory, get another series or another season. Or which, show of his own. which um, they have also said that uh, Peggy Carter is going to be in Captain America 4. So we could see Chris Evans come back for some flashback sequences. Yes, and she is also coming back in the What If series. Right, she voiced... she's, she's going to be the one. What if? What if she became Captain America? Right, right. So, which essentially she would actually be Captain Britain? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, Captain Britain's his own superhero with. Crazy... Well, he formed Excalibur, which was basically the UK's answer to the X Men. So yeah, 
Yeah. Who was his sister? Who was his sister? Was somebody special? I can't remember who she was though. Wasn't his sister? No, it wasn't Moira McTaggart. No. Um. God, who was it? It was a. It was one. It wasn't. Um. It wasn't Rachel Summers because that was the alternate future timeline daughter of Jean Grey and Scott Summers. Who one of them? Yeah, jumped timelines and came. Oh our my God! Yeah. I don't remember who the daughter. I don't remember who the little sister was of Captain Britain. I know it was. I was a mutant. That's all I remember. Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't magic from the New Mutants because that was Colossus's little sister, which they didn't really talk about in the New Mutants very much. Did you watch the New Mutants? No. It's a good movie. It was. It really was. See, but I get this thing where. It doesn't matter because it was part of the alternate. It was part of the different story. Yeah, because it. it's never going to go anywhere else. Yeah. Um, I hate. When, like, something wraps up, but there's loose ends. Mm -hmm. Like, when a show gets canceled and, like, the, but in, like, mid, like, in the, uh, the between seasons, so there's a cliffhanger ending that never gets resolved. Yeah. It fucking drives me insane. Which would be a good way to segue into, um. Like, one of my favorite shows in the mid, late 90s was, uh, Jeremiah. Uh, Showtime produced it. It was Luke Perry. And it was... A alter like a post-apocalyptic future where there was a virus that wiped out everybody who was over the age of puberty. So it was a world of children who lost like everybody above the age of fourteen died, and they grew up as adults. But they all kind of had this weird, almost childish mentality because they never had like they lived without adults for so long. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It was such a great show. Um, it, there were two seasons of it and I, to this day, have never seen the last episode because I know it's a cliffhanger ending and they never renewed it for a third season. So I just, I can't go back and watch it. This is a great transition for me to go into what I was talking about before we started recording. I have gone back and started rewatching Farscape mm-hmm. because it's on Amazon prime and it's free. And I sit around in my office upstairs at night, you know, doing whatever for my show. Right. So I'm just like, you know what? It's free. I'm going to go back and rewatch it. And I forgot how good of a show Farscape actually was, um, because the Jim Henson company had a lot to do with it. Oh yeah, yeah, they did so, all the like makeup and monsters yeah. and everything for it. And it was a really, it was. I forgot how good of a show it really was because there was a period of time where I fell out of watching it, and then I got back into it towards the end. And um, it's it's got like all of it's a very rich. It's another one of those things where me and you're talking about. Like I I like rich. I like worlds with very rich universes and yes, very good, yes. well explained stories. You know, well 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 developed universes and things like that. Well developed worlds, and Farscape has that. But that's because the Henson Company was involved in it. There's all kinds of crazy alien creatures and stuff. Right, right. And what you uh, which um you were a fan of the Dark Crystal, right? Not really. Okay, but you did watch it. You did see it, yes, right? Yes, I've seen The Skeksis are actually in Farscape. They're not oh. called Skeksis. They're called something else. But they're the Skeksis. But yeah, but it's like, it, it's kind of like, oh, okay, it's pretty cool. They took the old Dark Crystal puppets and, and, re- and marionettes or whatever they are, and they right. redid them, you know, and it was it was pretty neat. But when Farscape ended, they tried to just end it with a lot of, with a lot of stuff unresolved, and people flipped out so badly and lost their shit so, so much that they actually had to go back and do a limited um, series called the Peacekeeper. Yeah, Wars. the Peacekeeper Wars. Yeah, which wrapped up all of the, which wrapped up the series, and they, that was kind of the same thing that happened with Firefly. When Firefly, they told it out of story, you know, out of whack, and then they just ended the show because they didn't want the show. They wanted, you know, they because Fox. Yeah, because Fox. Oh God, Fox! I could go into on and on about Fox. 
But so they had to come back and they actually had to do the Firefly movie to resolve all of the loose ends and stuff like that. Which did not movie. resolve anything from the series. Not entirely, but it was still, you know, they still could have kept on with it, you know. Uh, but um, Because, and this is an interesting fact. So Fox owns the television show of Firefly. Not anymore. Disney does. No, no, but hey, no, no. Anyways. So Fox owned that. However, Joss Whedon owned the characters mm-hmm. and the universe, optioned the movie. But what that meant is they could not reference any specific plot point that happened in the TV show. I never knew this. So the movie exists as its own separate thing with those characters, but they it's like they don't call back at any point to any specific plot device that happened in the TV show. Yeah, whatever. I liked it. <laughs> it, it it's just a weird, it's just this thing. Uh, it's when that's they, another world that I really liked. That's you know? why the movie is titled Serenity, but the show is titled Firefly, Firefly. because they had to give it a new title to make the movie out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I would love to see more of it. You know? Well, and and that's what happened. They continued the story on in comic books and novels. Mm-hmm. So so the story of those characters continues, but. We're we're never gonna get another movie. I don't know, but um, again, it's one of those things. That's, it was so long ago that it's. But then again, we did get a we did get a sequel to Blade Runner that was pretty good. So yeah, you yeah. know, it, it is possible. Blade Runner twenty forty nine was the sequel we didn't know we needed. needed. Yes, that's exactly what I said. It is the best unnecessary sequel that I have ever seen. Oh yeah, and and it was funny. I was just reading an article about this. Early and I totally th- expected it to fail, and it did. Yeah, but so <laughs> everybody. Everybody expected it to fail because you have to remember, Blade Runner failed. Oh yeah, Blade and Runner it was so long ago. Yeah. I was a kid, you know. I was a little kid when Blade Runner came out. Yeah, Blade Runner was never successful until it reached cult status. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that's kind of what's happening to Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I was reading an article and it was an interview with David Batista, and he said Blade Runner twenty forty nine did more for his career than anything he's done to date. Really? Even Marvel, huh? Even even Guardians, he said, specifically. Wow. Naming even Guardians is that opened doors to him that before that, it was just, oh, hey, we need somebody to play a Bond villain. Let's get David Batista. Yeah. Well, we it need... actually showed him a little bit of depth in his acting capabilities. He's huge. Like, just, like, his performance in that is masterful. Mm. The tiny little gestures he's doing to convey the softness of his character, mm-hmm. and just and then just this massive fight scene is is amazing. See, that's another movie, that's another world that they could continue to make movies in. But going back to Fox, because this is somewhat related, there was a show on Fox for a little while. I believe it was called More Than Human or something. Being Human. Being Human. That's what it was. Yep, I, it was another. Yeah, but it was very much like it was very cyberpunky. Very Blade Runner. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good show, and again, as soon as it came on, me and my wife were sitting there, and I'm like, we shouldn't even bother watching it. And she <laughs> goes, why? And I'm like, because it's on Fox. It, I, I saw that, and I'm like, it's never gonna last. It won't and last. Everybody, long. every as soon as it came out, everybody on the internet was like, it's on Fox. It's not gonna last. Why even bother? Yeah. Like they had when Fringe was on there. Fringe almost didn't make it. Well, unfortunately, Lois, there's just no more room on the schedule. We've just got to accept the fact that Fox has to make room for terrific shows like Dark Angel, Titus, Undeclared, Action, That 80s Show, Wonder Falls, Fast Lane, Andy Richter Controls the Universe, 
Skin, Girls Club, Cracking Up, The Pits, Firefly, Get Real, Freaky Links, Wanda at Large, Costello, The Lone Gunman, A Minute with Stan Hooper, Normal Ohio, Pasadena, Harsh Realm, Keen Eddie, The Street, American Embassy, Cedric the Entertainer, The Tick, Louie, and Greg the Bunny. Which brings me to, have you watched the show called Debris yet? I never even heard of it. Okay, did you did you watch Fringe? Were you a fan no. of Fringe? Oh, okay. Debris is an excellent show. It's very, well, it's for people who made Fringe, it's very Fringe-esque, but it's not Fringe. Okay, it's so... Good. It started right around X-Files, and it was they were always looking for the next X-Files. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't the next X-Files, you're like, you're gone. They might give you a well, second... Well, they even tried to make that show uh, Millennium yeah. that was supposed to be the companion show to X-Files, and it never went anywhere. That was another show that ended really badly, and then they had to take X-Files to go back and close that show out. They actually brought the Millennium show in where Scully and Mulder went and visited the guy or what have right. you, and they closed that show out as well. That's Yeah, that's a neat way to bring this around, and I completely forgot about that, that, that Millennium show, which I really didn't like. It was kind of, eh, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't. I, I never watched it. It was okay, but it wasn't, you know... It's weird because um, I was just talking in the last episode of my show. Um, we were talking in there about like the, all these uh, all these people that were involved in the USO, UFO field and all these different things, and you see how crazy those those stories are, and you look and go, "Oh, this is where X Files got all these stories from." They just Hollywoodized it a little bit more and changed things around a little bit. But um, because back then the year two thousand hadn't come yet, it was still on the way, and everybody was going through that post millennium oh, yeah. freak out. You know, I was gonna say X Files. Started like what ninety five ninety six something like that yeah. yeah and everybody it was leading up to because back when Y two K was about that everybody was flipping out are the computers going to crash is the oh my come god yes yeah, everybody was going nuts about it you know and I remember watching it on TV like you're seeing like third world countries not going down you know like the Y two K is going to destroy everything the computers are all going to crash because it can't flip over to a zero or whatever right. And then you're watching, like, you know, New Year's Eve from around the world, and I was like, I ended up going to bed because I was like, eh, nothing's going to happen. Like, Bangladesh isn't having any problems. or Right. You know. because, because all the people who are like, oh, it's going to happen at midnight, don't realize that time zones exist. Yeah, exactly. So if it was if it was going to trigger, it would have triggered then. But they were trying to capitalize on that whole Y2K parano- paranoia thing. And you also had, like... There was the thing about the Aztec calendar, which came updated back in 2012, I think it was. It came back. No, no, no. It's actually 2012 when, when it's supposed to happen, according to the Aztecs. Yeah, December 20th, Something 2012. Like yeah. yeah. And, like, we are this, as a society, we are so incredibly fascinated with, like, you know, we want the end to come so bad that we're looking for anything we can for the end to come. Like, when this virus hit, we were like, okay, this is it. This is the end. You know, everybody was kind of like... And some weird way, happy that this was going to be the end, and then it wasn't the end, and everybody was like, "Fuck, okay." Yeah. So how do we survive this virus? You just got to be cool to you, one another. You, you know, you Fuck. know, you know what the offshoot of that is? It's just like everybody's just fucking done. Ah, oh, fuck, the world didn't end. I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was God like, damn it. It was like everybody wanted to stand, and it wasn't quite that way. And it was like, no, really, we just need to be cool to one another, wear masks, and be cool. And it was like. No, no, well, no! Fuck I want, that shit. Yeah, I, I want. I want to use these guns that I have, and I want to. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I want to go out in a hockey mask and bondage gear. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, everybody wanted. Yeah, everybody wanted to go out looking like Mad Max. You know, everybody was waiting for that Mad Max moment to happen, and it never quite uh, actually that, happened. That, that was one of my favorite so. early memes of of the pandemic era. Was it had uh, 
Lord Humongous from The Road Warrior. And it's like how we'd expected to dress in the apocalypse. And then the next panel is somebody in like sweatpants and a t-shirt. It's in like, a bathrobe. Yeah, yeah. It's like how we really. It, yeah. Oh, no, that's what it was. It was uh, it was Lord Humongous and then Arthur Dent from uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide. That's, that's it's like what it was. Yep. how we thought we'd be dressing for the apocalypse, how we're really dressing for the apocalypse. <laughs> Have you seen The Bad Batch yet? I, you know what? I have no interest in watching it. It's... I just don't. I didn't like them when they first appeared uh, the first time, and I just don't have any. You're the third person to ask me that because I am the Star well, Wars third. I, yeah, and and that's it. it. It's I'm watching it, but it, it's I don't really. I'm not like super involved in it. Yeah, um, I would say give it up and go watch Invincible. Like, instead. I just love the fact that one of the characters is like you know because we've got to have a little kid in all the Star Wars animated. And it's a, a little female clone. So it's that's the big thing. Like, she is a... The, the Bad Batch are the mutant aberrant yeah. clones. And she's an aberrant because she's a female. Um, and and we'll probably have something else. But her super alien accent is just, like, the absolute hardest New Zealand accent. And it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that'll be one of those things that I probably will watch it because, again, I'm a Star Wars and Marvel whore. And, and that's it. So, it it's, it's Tarkin makes an appearance in the, in the first episode, and it's just like, Tarkin really... I wish they would have done more to show just what a evil douchebag he is. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it. I, prob- I will eventually. Yeah. I know I will. It's going to be one of those things where I'm just sitting around, I've watched everything, I've got nothing else to do. And, and, that, right, and that's it. it it's, it's filling the void until Loki starts. I mean, I haven't even watched. What's that other show that they did? What it was? It wasn't Rebels. It was um, they did some other cartoon, or they're supposed to do some other cartoon. I don't remember yeah, what it was. Well, this is the well, this is it. Yeah, it's, it's they did the Mandalorian. Um, they're doing. They did the last season of Clone Wars. Uh, they're doing this. They did Rebels, and then there was some. There was something else that they did, that was supposed to be like what was going on in between. Leading up to uh, the last three Star Wars movies. Oh, Star Wars Resistance. Yeah, Resistance. Which I heard was fucking awful. Yeah, I've got no interest in watching that at all either. Because the last three... Well, we've I, I've gone into countless rambles about... Which I won't do. I yeah. won't. I won't do it. Um, so, yeah, it's probably why I don't have much of an interest in it. Like, the only thing that my interest Star Wars lies realize now is pretty much The Mandalorian and... Ahsoka and you know Book of Boba Fett's coming. The Book of Boba Fett, I'm curious. It's it's one of those things where my my gut reaction is to go, I don't care about this, but I'm gonna watch it. Oh, so uh, so one of the things they do, one of the important points in this new The Bad Batch is it shows the transition of the Republic to the Empire, and so like Tarkin goes to Camino. And he's talking to the the regent there, and they're like, "Oh, well, we've got all these contracts with the the republic." It's like, "Well, Target just looks at him and goes, the republic doesn't exist anymore. You have no contracts with anybody." Mm-hmm. And then it goes to show the uh, the empire going, "Okay, well, galactic or new republics or republic script doesn't is valueless. Uh, you have to get imperial script." And you ha- everybody now has to be issued a chain code. So now we have... Tracking me. of your money. No. 
Remember in The Mandalorian when he starts talking about like, well, what's the chain code of this per this? Yeah. So they're building in the mythology of where that comes from. It, like it's uh, like in Cyberpunk, it's your sin number. Mm-hmm. It, it's what identifies you as you. Mm-hmm. So they're building that in. I I'll I'll watch it eventually. Like I said, you don't you know, need to, but I know it's it's filler background. It's just I didn't like the characters when they were first introduced the first time. And I was like, eh, all yeah, right, whatever. Yeah, I, I can. And I'm like, totally... okay. They, but then when I heard they're making a full series out of them, I was just like, oh eh. my god! And in the pilot episode, the the young girl has a sidekick droid that is really fucking annoying. And I'm like, oh my god! If this droid is tagging along the whole show, I'm tapping out. And then he promptly gets destroyed. So it's like Chopper, but worse. No, no. Chopper was cool, though. Yeah, Chopper was cool. Chopper was cool. Chopper was sadistic. Yeah. That little shit was sadistic and fucked. I mean, he killed people. Yeah, yeah, straight up. <laughs> he, he kicks, like, he kicked stormtroopers out of the ship as it was flying, and they went to oh the death. Oh, my God. And... Could, could you imagine, like, if Anakin slash Vader, there was a mix-up and ended up with Chopper instead of R2? Like, could you imagine... Darth Vader and Chopper's his sidekick. Well, Chopper wasn't evil. Chopper was just an asshole. <laughs> you know, like me and you have a friend that you role play with. He's he's my old boss. You know, my, our buddy Chuck. I could totally see him in a Star Wars role playing game playing Chopper. I could totally see like th- Chuck playing that character as a playable character. He kind of did. Uh, I ran uh, before the pandemic. I was running Star Wars, and he was. One of the characters was a smuggler. They had a ship. He was the pilot droid who was completely 100% motivated by money mm-hmm. and the acquisition of money. Because if he got money, he got upgrades. And if he got upgrades, he made more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. So, yeah, that's pretty much everything I could think of to, to tell people to go out and watch right now yeah. um, that's out there. Um, I've been watching the show Shadow and Bone with the wife. Have you watched that at all? Uh, okay. okay, Okay. I'm going to be real honest with you. Right now, the entirety of media I am consuming on my TV is uh, when the Bad Batch comes out on Friday and when new episodes of Last Week Tonight come out on Sundays. Wow. That's it. Man. That is 100% it. How much more Bad Batch do you have to watch? Oh, they're, they're releasing it uh, weekly, so there's only been two episodes out. Shit. I was going to say, let, let Bad Batch go for a little while. Let it build up some episodes and go watch Invincible. Power watch your way through Invincible because it's oh, all done now. Yeah, it's... it's Binge watch all the way through it and then go back to Bad Batch. I mean, like, yeah, I, I could watch Invincible in one evening, but it just... Man, I got so much shit to do. It's like, I... I Invincible's worth, 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 worth watching. Being back to work is weird yeah. after being off for almost a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh my God, I've got to get up in the morning and I've got to go to my job and I go to my job. And till deal it's... with people and punch in and, and do to, things. Well, I, I like, I really like what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Uh, but then it's, I get home right when the kids get go off school yeah. and then it's time to get dinner. And then it's like, oh, I went from being able to sit all day painting to now it's, Okay, I'm back to having two hours to paint at night after the, the kids bed. are in bed. Yeah. And then I got to be up because I got to yeah. get the kids to school in and the And when's the next episode of the podcast coming out? Then I got to sit down and record the podcast. Yeah, yep. I've been there, dude. Yep. I've been there. Yeah. Fortunately, my kids are grown and out of the house now, so I have well, my, more my, free time. My kids are old enough to the point where it's like, okay, I'm going to go downstairs and you guys have your electronics. So that's pretty much your babysitters. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, when I was their age, we had one toy, and it was called Outside, and it was amazing. Yeah, I had my 10-speed bike, and I rode everywhere, and I did everything. I, sh- I, I shouldn't say that, because by the time I was 10 then years... I got a skateboard. Yeah, because by the time I was 10 or 11, we had Nintendo. Uh, but, you know, a Nintendo game is interesting for about an hour at a stretch. You're like... See that's you're, this is a direct comparison. I've got I've got both a PlayStation Four and an Xbox. I've got them both. One of them I actually literally won through a box of cereal. Those box of cereal you know contests where it's like I'm never going to win this. You know. Oh, I I won a. Uh, I think we mentioned it on the podcast. I won one of the Taco Bell when you uh, they they would give you the box and it would have a code on it. Mm-hmm. I won one of those once. Oh really? Yep. Wow. So. But it was. I won a copy of Overwatch and uh, a really nice Turtle Beach headset to go with it, and I fucking despise Overwatch. <laughs> so I tr- sold that to a friend of mine and just kept the headset. Yeah, so that's that's the problem I have. Like, I, I should I have all these video games and stuff that I truly should be into, but I just don't have any interest to, or time to play video games. <laughs> I, I was just telling you before we started, it's like, I have... I have like hundreds of video games in my Steam library, mm-hmm. and I'm playing a game I already have 800 hours in. I'm just playing it again. Yeah, that's what you said before we started recording. Yeah. So, so I think this is as good as place to any as call it. So, uh, if you would like to find us, you can find the Old Nerds Drinking Facebook group on Facebook, or you can reach us at oldnerdsdrinking at gmail.com. <laughs> this is the master control program from the Edit Suite. We're going to end the podcast here if you'd like to, because what follows after this insert recording is possibly the discussion of one of the most painful and disgusting acts I have ever seen and witnessed in cinema. And if you are a bit squeamish, you might not want to listen. Consider this your warning. And with that... End of line. I still think that about 90% of the people on our, our really good Facebook group are just there purely for the memes, though. You know, that is the wor- that is the saddest part of me going back to work, is not not being able to share the memes as much. That and I was on a three-day Facebook ban because you're an asshole. I, no, no, no. I, no, you did that yourself. Dude, no, you, that was you. you. You didn't have to respond. You, Let me sir. explain this. Okay, okay so you. I posted a meme of, of there was this picture of a, a prime rib. And it was sitting inside of a slow cooker, and the caption was, and I, I did not write this caption. This is a meme that's floating around there. It says, does anybody know how long to boil a prime rib for? It's, it's de, um, I let it defrost so it's not frozen anymore. No, you defrosted it in the microwave. Yes, that's it. Defrost in the microwave so I know it's not frozen. Yes. And my, my succinct reply to that was, I would fucking cut you. Yes, and then you were banned from Facebook. And for then three I days. was banned from Facebook for How three days. How am I days. the asshole here? I just posted the meme. I, uh, now I would never do that to a prime rib because rib. you, you sir, posted that. That is a crime. I know everybody Hank, responded to it. Hank I died a little bit inside. Hank Hill would look at you and go, "That boy ain't right." Well, I'm not saying that I would cook it that way. I posted it for the same reason that everybody reacted to. Like I saw that, and a little piece of me died inside. And, and for the record, every single person I've told that has been like, "It's an appropriate response." I get that, but you're yelling at me like it's my fault that facebook banned you for three days it it is sir if you would not have posted that abomination of a meme 
then I would be okay to be on Facebook for, th- and I wouldn't have had to go. Like when when my Facebook jail I'm time sorry. was up, like I had a torrent <laughs> of just memes saved up that I had saved. Oh my god! And just it's like somebody who hasn't been late in a while. Your testicles were just huge, overflowing with memes. I I went full meme bukake on Facebook. Meme bukake. <laughs> but still, it is not my fault. That's. No, it's it's. Oh man, no, you can't blame me because I, oh, I posted can, a meme for you getting banned. I can blame you for whatever I want. But it's stupid. I, I I'm I'm at peace with this. It is your stupidity for posting a hateful, angry meme about how you wanted to gank me or with a, with a knife. No, no, I the it it just said I would fucking cut you. Yes, and then you were banned for three days, and you were like, I've been banned for three days, and I'm like, for what? You're like, because of what I told you. And I both I both was angry and laughed simultaneously. Of course you did, because you so, are an evil, evil person well, no, who would I post mean, memes about boiling ribeyes. Yes, prime rib. It was prime rib. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was prime rib. No, it was ribeye. Was it ribeye? It I was ribeye. All I know was it was a nice, expensive piece of meat sitting in a slow cooker with that statement. I'm like, oh, and everybody was like, it was pretty much universal across the board. I hate you for posting this is kind of what it came down to. So, because, yeah. But again, it's your fault that you put the hateful, angry statement stating how much you'd like to slaughter me for, for something that I would never do. I never said how, to what degree I would cut you. I never said I would, like, cut your head off. I just said I would cut you. I could just mean I'd go what up you and... you give me a paper cut because I boiled a prime rib? Come on. Right on the tip of your nose. Oh, no, between the fingers. That's where you got to do it. Oh, fuck. Right between it. Or, or you can edit this out. I'll give you room to edit this out. Or on the tip of the penis. No, oh, no. Oh. Um, Worst place to get a paper cut. Oh, no, no, no. That's what we're talking about right now. This We're supposed um, to be ending the show, and we're talking about where to give you other paper cuts. So... This is outtakes that goes at the very end. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, we're going to go back. We're going to we're going to go back a little bit. Um, Penn Jillette, uh, used to own a house in Las Vegas that he called the slammer. Um, uh, and it was, he built it out in the middle of nowhere when he first went to Vegas and he had a lot of money before he was married, before he had kids. And at a certain point when his kids started getting older, they wanted to be in a, area that was closer to their friends that wasn't in the middle of nowhere and wasn't this weird crazy house that their dad built um out in the middle of nowhere in vegas so when he had decided to move he he had the house he couldn't sell the house uh it the plot of land the house was on was worth more than the house and the only people who were interested in buying it were people who were going to demolish the house and build subdivisions on it mm-hmm so, he decided he was going to demolish the house. And he wanted to demolish it by driving a tank through it. So, they, he wrote a movie. Like, funded the movie himself and with, like, some other friends to make this horror film at his house. And the end, the climactic end of the movie is they drive a tank, drive a tank through his house. But the, I forget what the title of it is. The plot of the movie is... That he's some ageless person and there's something about this house that rejuvenates you and you will heal any damage and you can live forever as long as you're there. But it's this dark horror thing that they, these people who are there get off on like hurting themselves in these insane ways. 
and one of the things they do is give somebody a paper cut on their eyeball. Ah, oh, we're done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done now. You win. This argument is over. You have won this argument. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just thinking about oh, it. No. Oh. no. No. We're done. Yeah, yeah. We're done. We're done. Thank you for tuning in. I have the Project Archivist podcast if you'd like to hear me talk about strange, weird, and sometimes paranormal stuff. Yeah. Ow. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, no. You have just paid me back. I'm just blowing out the monitors. You have just paid me back for posting that meme. God. Oh, I'm packing my stuff up right now as we have this conversation. We're done, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, you asshole. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Uh. End of line. End of line. <laughs> yeah, laugh it up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>